Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. Since the world began, man has looked to the stars in wonder about his place in the world. Who am I? How did I get here? What does it all mean? There are two different ways of looking at it. One, in terms of science, and then religion. Now, there's a third party that don't believe in anything, but in my opinion, they're about as likely to gain favor as a third party candidate is to get elected president of the United States. On this edition of Newsgram, we're going to try and figure it all out with Charles Pelagy, a Christian and a scientist. Now, he's been both for most of his entire life. Charles is a born-again Christian with a Ph.D. in biophysics. You see where this is going? Those are two sides of the seesaw in the playground of life. And for those of you who would say science is wrong and so is the Bible, this show's probably not for you. But if you believe in one side or the other, then what Charles has to say may be of interest to you. So which side is right? Well, wars have been fought over that one, so don't expect to get the answer on this edition of Newsgram. But we're going to explore Charles' findings, and then we'll let you decide. So, evolution or creationism? Now, that was a rhetorical question, but Charles has an answer, because like many of us, he once believed that science, physics, and chemistry, to be exact, would provide all the answers. After all, it's based in fact. His views have made him a controversial figure. I am controversial, but it's only controversial because I believe the Bible literally. Charles set out on a quest to find the answer to that question in the late 70s, and he quickly began to realize that evolution theory is not only false, but it's a cancer. He published his findings and wrote a book about his theme called The Bible and Science, and it made his scientific buddies very angry. But the truth is, when you set out on a mission with an open mind, you simply can't argue where the data takes you. For Charles, the proof was in the book. Let's stick to the Bible, because I just think there's harmony between science and the Bible. Fair enough. I attended a uh, church meeting uh, where a famous physicist was talking about creation. And I attended because I thought, oh, you know, this is really good. He'll bring uh, physical evidence about the world created according to the Word of God. But he totally ignored the books of Genesis. And at the end, when I asked, but what about this and what about that verse? It totally contradicts your view on creation because it's totally evolutionary. It doesn't follow the Bible. And of course, the entire congregation, including the minister, got very angry with me. And I think people wished I'd never attended. Now that it's pretty clear where Charles stands on the subject, we need to have a look at his current book, End Times. For most of my life, I've been told we were living in the end times. How many times have you heard that the end is near? It's starting to feel like Chicken Little. And I imagine Charles felt the same way, so he takes a deep dive into the book of Revelations in his book, and he pays particular attention to God's timeline. The first controversy I wanted to tackle is this widely held belief in the Christian community that the days of creation were 24-hour solar days. And I've talked to the head of the CEO of one of the biggest creationist organizations. I argued that with him, and he had to admit at the very end that actually he knows that the early church fathers believed that each of those days well, God's days, from God's perspective, are 1,000-year days. And I, I support it with scriptural arguments that, you know, when uh, Adam sinned, he didn't die that very day. It took him 930 years to die. 
Now people say, well, he died spiritually, so he died. But no, I provide a, a graph uh, taking all the biblical lifespans that I could find in the Bible and from Bishop Usher, the days when they were actually born. And I drew a graph and I showed how for the first, until Noah's flood, the average lifespan of people was in the 900s of years. You know, Methuselah lived 969 years, but he didn't make it to the first God's day. He didn't make it 2,000 years. None of the patriarchs did. Now, after the flood, God limited man's lifespan even further. And when you plot this chart, you can see that after Noah's flood, man's lifespan declined very, very rapidly to what it is now. So God's promise was absolutely true that the day you eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die in that day. And they did. They did. Adam only made it to 930 years. Long time to us. But let's face it, in eternity we'll be living forever. So what's 930 years? Uh, because before Adam sinned, he could have lived forever and ever. Death only came in when he sinned. So 930 years was nothing in those days. But after the flood, man's age limit declined very rapidly. You know, it went down to 300 years to the sons of Noah, then about 150 years in the days of Joshua and those people, and then it leveled out to about 70 years in the New Testament. So a day was a thousand years, and man's life has slowly been getting shorter and shorter. But what about the end? Is it near? Well, one thing we know is that it will be marked by the second coming. In his book, he writes, God has hidden in his word everything, including the time of the second coming, the creation, the entire lifespan of planet Earth. It's all there if you look for it, but you have to look deeper. Charles makes excellent points in his book, illustrated with charts and pictures to help give you the best indication possible about the end times. He says the best thing you can do is establish a personal relationship with God and don't be a casual Christian. Looking at my own church, uh, I, I can see people who are, who are really all out for God. And, and there are some who just come along on Sundays and they're wonderful people. Look, there's nothing wrong with them. They're happy enough to receive the benefits of Christ, but that's where it sort of stops. And so many people say, oh, well, we believed in Jesus, we're saved, and that's it. So it doesn't matter what we do now because we're saved. But actually, all of God's promises in the Bible are conditional. You know, if you do this, if you do that, if you follow me, if you pick up your cross daily. And the thing that gets me about that book of Revelation is that the standard becomes higher right before the end. A passionate man with a very clear message. He feels pretty strongly that God has provided the answers concerning his coming. The question is, are you willing to come on that journey with Dr. Charles Pelagy? It's all in his book, End Times, According to Scripture. It's available pretty much everywhere you like to shop for books, and there's a link to it right here in the show notes. And that will do it for this edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com.